Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today, Wendy and I are talking about another one of the great animal experiences that we've had during our travels. And it was the time that we spent a few days volunteering at a turtle conservation project in Panama. Yes, and it was a great experience, one that has really stuck with me. Right, so it was quite a few years ago now, but we still remember mm. the details quite well. Um, and so it was in an archipelago on the Atlantic, off the Atlantic coast of Panama. And basically there was a conservation project where uh, people who were traveling in the region like we were could go there, spend a few days there, and you would pay for accommodation and food. And so that was the uh, financial contribution that you were giving to the project. And then in return, they would um, teach you what they were doing, and then you would be able to go and and participate in the work that they were doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, there are lots of, you know, opportunities to volunteer. And nowadays, that's become a really popular thing for travelers to do. Um, volunteering, it's sometimes called, you know, what's this combination of volunteering and tourism. And I, some of them can be good and some of them can be not so good. Uh, but I, I thought that this was really well run. And, you know, it's true that they probably needed our money more than they needed our actual help. Uh, I mean, we did help, which, you know, we can talk a little bit about what we did. You know, we, we did uh, help them in their work with the, the conservation of the turtles. But, you know, given the time that they had to spend teaching us what to do when we were there for just a few days, that probably wasn't all that helpful for them. But it was a wonderful experience for us to be up close and personal with the turtles. And then we also, you know, contributed money. Um, which helped to keep the project going. So I thought it was a great system, really. Yeah, I think in this case it was a win-win. I mean, mm -hmm. they got the funds that they, or some funds that they really needed, and, and we got a great experience out of it. It was very much a, a grassroots or a, quite a basic um, project. Or certainly mm -hmm. the facilities were very basic. Yeah, yeah, they were. I remember the shower was just like an outdoor a cubicle with a bucket, basically. You would just pour a bucket of water over your head. Um, and, yeah, you had to be willing to rough it, you know, to be used to camping. I mean, we weren't camping. We were actually, you know, living in, in an actual building with a bed. Um, but it was very basic accommodation, like you said. And the one thing that I really remember having difficulties with was there was this type of bug that lived in the sand, like a sand flea, and it would bite me. Um, every time I stepped into the sand and so I had these bites all over me and that was a bit hard to deal with. So yeah, you have to be willing to, to deal with some, you know, uncomfort, discomfort. And so basically the, the, sh the place where we stayed in the actual headquarters of the project are at one end of this very long beach. The beach is about six kilometers long and most of the work of the project is doing these patrols every night up and down the beach. Mm -hmm. And they have to do this in a series of shifts. And so if there are volunteers like us at the time, we can join one of those shifts and, and that's how it works. And so on our first night, we woke up at one o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. 
And then there was a biologist named Victor who was in charge of this shift. And so the three of us, uh, the two of us and Victor, went uh, up and down the beach. And so because you're walking in sand and because you can't see anything, you're not walking as quickly as you otherwise would. Mm -hmm. So it takes about two hours to go all the way to one end and about two hours to come back. And so you're doing this for four hours in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then there are other shifts that, or at least one other shift that left earlier in the night so that you have the, the whole night covered. And the purpose of this is to monitor the turtles that are coming to lay their eggs and to protect them and their eggs from poachers who are in that vicinity and that they're also looking out for this and trying to essentially take the eggs Mm -hmm. and also to even kill the adult turtles in in some cases. And at this particular project, they had done quite well and they were quite proud of the work that they'd been doing, that there hadn't been very many at all, or in fact, none at all until just before we got there, um, reportings of of poaching on Mm -hmm. their beach. And so on that first night, we walked all the way up to the end of the beach. So it took us about two hours. Uh, and we did see the tracks of a turtle that had come up for the, pre- for the previous or during the previous shift. So we'd missed it. The turtle had already laid her eggs and, and had gone back uh, into the ocean. And so we thought, oh, maybe we won't get one tonight then because usually it was quite rare, I think, to have two in one night. Mm-hmm. And so then we walked all the way up to the end and all the way back. And when we were nearly back where we had started... Uh, we saw a mother turtle, a leatherback turtle, which is the largest of the eight uh, types of marine turtles that had come up to lay her eggs. Mm-hmm. And so it's really quite amazing because the turtles have these flippers, which they use to swim in the ocean, and that's the main purpose of their flippers. But they also have to use their flippers when they're on sand mm-hmm. to move. But it's very... Uh, awkward it's 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 kind of very uncoordinated and so they make these huge enormous marks in the sand Mm -hmm. uh, and it's quite interesting to see them move using uh, limbs that aren't really suited for that and are far more suited to swimming right yeah i mean people might be more familiar with a river turtle for example uh which does those types of turtles do actually have legs they have four legs so they can walk now they walk very very slowly and uh they still look a little bit clumsy on land but you know they can actually walk around on the land and also swim very well in the water whereas sea turtles they spend almost all of their life in the sea swimming and really the only time that they come up onto the beach is to lay their eggs so their bodies really are not built to walk on land and uh, it's very difficult for them and so it was quite interesting that victor was telling us that you can tell or that he can tell which kind of species of turtle it is simply by looking at the tracks Mm-hmm. because different turtles use their flippers in different ways to kind of waddle up the beach. And so, for example, the leatherback turtle um, uses both flippers at the same time, but other types of turtles, uh, the hawksbill, I think, uses one flipper at one time and then the other flipper, and so that creates a distinct um, track. And so we arrived just in time to see the turtle uh, digging the hole so that she could lay her eggs. Um, and actually there was a problem though, because on the sand there was a lot of driftwood, mm-hmm. uh, which is wood that has come up from the ocean and the tides bring it up onto the sand. And so right where the spot where the turtle had chosen 
was not a particularly good one because there was a lot of wood or there was at least one piece of wood in the way and it was making it difficult for her to lay her egg or to dig a hole and lay her eggs comfortably. And so there was a possibility that, that she might have given up and gone back and tried a different place elsewhere on the beach later that night. Uh, but it turned out that she was able to lay the eggs, and mm -hmm. she laid quite a lot, I think. Yeah, 90-something, 95 or something like that. And so sometimes they come out two at a time, and we could see, even though it was dark, we were right up close to it, and we could just see them uh, coming out into this hole that she had dug. Uh, and so it was really amazing to, to see it. Yeah, yeah. And she goes into kind of a trance, so she wasn't bothered by the fact that we were there. I think she was probably not even aware, really, that we were there. Um, we had to be very careful not to disturb her uh, in the time when she was crawling up the beach, but once she actually starts laying the eggs, then she wasn't bothered because, like I said, she's in this trance and uh, she's, you know, just doing something very instinctual for her. So we were actually taking the eggs out because we needed to uh, move them to a safer location because the poachers would be able to see exactly where they where the eggs were because, you know, she makes these tracks, like we said, on the beach and it's very obvious. So we wanted to move them. Part of our job was to move them um, to the hatchery where they could hatch safely. Uh, so we were actually, you know, she had already dug this hole and she was dropping the eggs in and we were taking them out uh, right, almost as quickly as she was dropping them in. Uh, but she wasn't aware of that. Uh, and she probably would have been very angry at us if she had been aware, but we were doing it to save her babies. Okay, so it turns out this is going for quite a while, so we're <laughs> going to uh, stop it here, but we'll have another episode where we continue the rest of the story, including talking about seeing baby turtles. Yes, which was definitely a highlight of the experience. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.